This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, guys? Working class on DeerCast. We're into the new year, and we're cranking them out. Hope everything's going well for you. Uh, here on the podcast, this is kind of a different one for DeerCast that we're doing this week. Um, I'm excited about this. I think that's a cool thing these guys are doing, so I'm just going to roll right into it. I'm here with the boys from Dirt Nap Outdoors. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So... Introduce you guys yourselves first, and then we'll get into the business here. Yeah, I'll start out. So my name's Paul Davis. Uh, I'm one of the co-owners, and this is I'm Charles Brewer, co-owner and camp manager here at Dirt Nap. Uh, yeah. So main thing I handle, I handle the business, you know, the marketing side like that. Uh, my full time, I'm in the military in Arkansas, and then he lives here in Harvillville, Kansas. So he's like the guy on the ground, uh, guy on the ground. If you, I've learned in the military, if you want to be successful, you have to surround yourself by smart people. So I partnered with, with a big deer killer, Charles Brewer, <laughs> and listened to him. And it's, uh, it's been, a, been a good business plan so far. Awesome. Well, thanks for, for coming on the podcast. The main thing I want to talk about is, hell, Paul, it was, was it two years ago you reached out to me? Yes, sir. Yep, two years ago. Two years ago you reached out, and I didn't know you from Adam when you reached out at the time. And you were just familiar like with what we what we did. And the first thing you said to me in an email, I believe, was basically like, hey, man, I want to give a hunt away to a veteran, um, like basically through your platform. Can you help me? I'm like, well, of course. Or, yeah, we can make something like that happen. And conversations got rolling, gave away a hunt, and then uh, came around again. You're like, let's give away another hunt. I'm like, cool, let's do it. And, and when you reached out, you're like, I don't want any promo. I don't want anything. I just want to give away a hunt to a good dude who deserves it. Guy or gal, you know, and I'm like, well, I, I you know, I appreciate that. So we, we made a web page where guys could come on and basically uh, apply. And you guys randomly picked a couple people. And this year it's like, hey, I want to give away another hunt. Do you want to do it again? I'm like, yeah, why don't we 
do a podcast about it and talk about doing this hunt giveaway for a veteran. And uh, I just think it's a great thing all around. It's a great thing to promote. And also, I'm going to say it again on record. You guys did not ask to do a podcast. You didn't ask for any promo. This is all my idea. I pretty much forced you guys to do this podcast. So... The promo is all me. These guys weren't looking for anything to grow their business. They're just wanting to do good stuff for good people. And I'm about that. So that's why they're on the podcast. So you guys can say whatever you want. This podcast stuff was my idea and I'm promoting them because they're good dudes. So I appreciate it a ton that you guys are willing to do this for the third year in a row. So thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know, first thing is I got a face for radio and a voice for typing. So that's one thing I don't like, man, podcast, I'm a little nervous about that. But, yeah, so we, uh, you know, my, my start, uh, two things that helped me get started. Number one was God. You know, God, God had a plan for me when I didn't have a plan for myself. And uh, I was an 18-year-old kid sitting there in high school. And it's hard to tell by looking at me how good-looking I am. But, you know, I didn't look that good in high school, you know. So I used to dream that I'd meet a blind girl or something. But my roommate had joined, joined the Arkansas National Guard. And he came to me, he's like, man, you'll join the National Guard. I was like, I don't know even what is that. He said, man, you'll get a uniform and a girlfriend. I went and signed that afternoon. <laughs> Didn't even know how to go to basic training, you know. But yeah. uh, like I said, when God has a plan for you, when you don't even have a plan for yourself, that was that was it. Because the military uh, changed my life, uh, you know, and I was heading in the wrong direction. Uh, and I won't get into that, but uh, going through basic training and then being around good leaders, it shaped me, right? So, you know, that started in, uh, I've been in now for 24 years. Uh, and it gave me the opportunity to, you know, to go to college uh, and, and to make a living. I worked full time active duty in the National Guard uh, and then live my American dream with the outfitting business here with Charles Brewer. Uh, so the reason I, that we want, want to give back and also his son just get out of the Marine Corps. Very uh, awesome. So thank you guys for your service, too. And tell your son that as well. We appreciate it a ton. I appreciate it. So we really want to want to give back uh, to, to the uh, veteran. Um, because, you know, I grew up watching Drury Outdoors. You know, I remember getting the dream season and all that and watching that video, going to shoot my boat and coming back. You know, we had the VHSs and then, you know, the DVDs and all that stuff. So I remember like, man, one day, one day I could afford to do this. Uh, but, you know, it, it took a while. If we could give back to those heroes that go out there and, and you know, go out to a third world country and live in a tent for a year um, and not see their families, it's a great opportunity. Um, so with uh, me being in the military, I did not feel comfortable picking or advertising, you know, who, who, who we give, because unfortunately I've been around some people that they use that to take a buddy's hunting to, to, to do stuff like that. And I, I didn't want part of it. So that's how I reached out to you. You know, I think it was Austin on Facebook that I reached out to first um, because I, just to see when he thought, and then he put me in touch with you, and that's how I started that first phone to call. To be fair, Austin is probably the nicest guy on our crew, so smart on your part to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's the best. Uh, he called him the Lord there. He's the, he's the Buck Slayer. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah. I need to- yeah, we, we call <laughs> He's basically, yeah, the Whitetail Lord, and then his wife hated the nickname because that's what we do, right? We're just messing around. And his wife hated the nickname so much that I'm like, you expressed your your dislike for the for the nickname too much to me, and it stuck. Because now we just call him that all the time, partially to annoy her, but then it kind of just like became his nickname. So, sorry, Leah, but you brought this on yourself. <laughs> it is what it is. 
So, uh, but no, yeah, good call reaching out to Austin. But yeah, it was just kind of cool, and I like hearing like how you got into it. So, I mean, at what point? How long did you guys do this before you could like, hey, I can afford to give away a hunt, or you know, break that down? We tried, we tried this our first year in businesses, Dirt Nap Outdoors. Uh, it was just something that we had sat down and planned to do from the get go. You know, there's so many, so many veterans that are overlooked and and underappreciated in this country. Uh, we do live here by the grace of what those soldiers and veterans have done. Uh, we, we get to do what we do because of what they've done and what they've paid the price for. So if, if we can give them a hunting trip, you know, I mean, that's, if we can just sit down and talk to them and have a good week with them, that that's all we want. We want them to come out here, relax, enjoy themselves, see what, see what their efforts and their sacrifices let us do. You know, Amen to that. If, if we can pay it back a little bit and the good Lord lets us, Man, we're ready. I love it, man. I love it. And let's talk about first. So before we go any further, to um, basically get submitted or submit someone for this hunt, um, we're going to put a link in the page. Um, I think it's like working class bow hunter forward slash veteran hunt giveaway. There's a link in there. Um, all the info where you guys are, all your guys' contact info, and then there's a form. You enter your email, all your contact stuff, and hit submit. And then uh, you guys are going to be picking the winner, winner, randomly picking the winner from all the submissions. And then there'll be some information you guys will need. So if you are the winner, you guys will be calling them. Um, I put this disclaimer on the webpage. Just please, guys, be aware of spam accounts and fake socials and fake emails. We're not going to ask for any credit card information. So don't give that. Like if you don't get a phone call from one of these guys or me directly, you it's, it's, it's BS. So just be very careful with that. Um, but all the info on the hunts there, but so it's easy to submit. So you'll have to go to the episode link, click that link. And then from there, you can share it with your buddies, share that link. Don't, if you want to make them listen to the episode, please do that helps us. Right. Um, but yeah, go to the link in the episode description on DeerCast, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, it'll be accessible there. Um, talk about what the hunt is and like what somebody could expect. Because it, in my eyes, it is one of them top tier whitetail um, dream hunts. You know, like Kansas is always on the bucket list. If you grew up watching Drury and Monster Bucks and all the the, cl- the classics, you know. So I'll, I'll give an overview, and then I'll, I'll have my smart person talking about the deer hunting. So uh, this is going to be five days, uh, and we'll do it during the prime of the rut. We want to give it away where the hunting's the best. Uh, you come in, meals, uh, home-cooked meals, good lodging. Uh, we have taxidermy and uh, processing here on site, too. Uh, we run roughly, what, about 20,000 acres mm-hmm. uh, of, of, of ground. Uh, primarily, it's uh, beans and corn. Uh, a lot of CRP, but we have the stands, ladder stands, uh, redneck and double bull blinds we'll set up. So you come in here, you're going to relax. You're going to go there, hunt in the morning, come back. If you sit all day, that's great because it's a rut. But uh, take a sack lunch with you or come back for, for mm-hmm. lunch. And then you come back to a home-cooked meal, sit over, everybody gets together and just kind of fellowships and have a great time. When it comes to deer hunting, I'm going to leave that to Charles to, to talk about. <laughs> so, Yeah, that, like he said, we run 20,000 acres of some of the prime hunting ground there is here in, in midwest uh it's rolling creek you know rolling hills with creek bottoms with woods all on them uh, uh most of our stands like he said are ladder stands uh the whitetail here we we average our our smallest deer is probably 135 inches you know uh 
we've had some 180s killed this year, a couple 170s, a couple 160s. Uh, it's been it's been productive for us here. Uh, we're we're moving into food plots. You know, uh, our partner that started all this, he he just liked to put you you know some corn feeders out and some ladder stands. But you know, I'm a different kind of deer hunter, so we're changing a few things up and uh, you know updating. You know, mm-hmm. just just the for the modern bow hunter and everything. Yeah, um, things are going to get a lot better around here as far as uh, the deer numbers and and uh, quality of deer. The management, yeah, the, we switched. The management. We switched from uh, to a one thirty minimal. Uh, so uh, Dan has built a strong foundation, a wonderful mm-hmm. uh, uh, Christian faith based business that has done very well. And then you know, you come in with a different uh, different management. You have a different you know, uh, outlook to what you want to do, I guess, or mission statement. Right. Uh, we all share the same mission statement for the veterans, absolutely. But we're going into that trophy class, uh, moving to bow hunting only, you know, type of type of stuff. So we're getting, getting really excited for the future. That's awesome, man. That is good to hear. it. It's got to be a fun business to, like, operate and learn how to navigate it all. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if you'd say fun. Everybody says we're living the dream, but, you know, it's, it's – you're working – you know, you're working when you're not working. You're you're thinking about what you got to do for deer season and turkey season and everything. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a constant job. Everything everybody thinks we just, you know, mess around here all year long till deer season rolls around. We go slap some corn and feeders and all that. No, it's a year long process. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, the best the best part is being around hunters, being around good people. Yep. You know, that's what keeps us going. Seeing them have success. You know, the best thing for us is having that blue collar guy coming here that's been dreaming about this his whole life, and he saves up, you know, X amount of money every year. He gives us a chance. Right. Uh, Casey Turner in point mm-hmm. uh, coming here. Man, he lives, you know, he lives there in central Arkansas, and this guy saved for this hunt and came down here and shot a good, you know, good whitetail buck. And, and to see that video and how excited he was, like, this is why we do it. Right. That's exactly why we do it. So Yeah, I can see that. It's got to be in a, a very rewarding like, you know, gig. And, and I do want to touch on, you know, anytime I talk about like the work that goes into something, I try to like pinpoint on that. Listeners are probably getting tired of me hearing it, but you know, if you do something you love, yeah, you know, the, that old saying, like you never work a day in your life, but people don't realize you, you're still working still a ton of hours. And I think a lot of guys at whatever job, if they're unhappy with it, think about the job they want well, it's like the jobs that you want are normally the hardest jobs to keep. So then you got to really hustle to keep the job. And yeah, it's it's a good thing, right? Like, I think it's good for it's good for a human being to like be that busy to a point, you know. But people think just because you work with hunting or in the hunting industry in whatever way, from outfitting to media to retail, you're still gonna bust tail to maintain and grow in that because if you don't, there's a thousand people gunning for your position. Live and die by reputation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and then you hear the comment, oh, that must be nice. I was like, must be nice. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, I'm, I'm working a full-time job in the military, coming to do this, you know, and he's, and then they're putting in hundred hours a week, you know, oh, every bit, never complaining. During, during deer season, my day starts at four o'clock in the morning and it don't stop till whenever we're done. That could be <laughs> at midnight. 11 you know it, it doesn't matter it's when yeah. everybody's fed and comfortable and they want to retire for the night and get ready for the next morning you know it's it's a yeah it's a it's a grind 
It, oh, it man. really is. It's a grind. I've seen so my first experience really at like an outfitter, you know, around guides and just the things they do. Because everyone before that, if you've never done like a guided hunt or been around like an outfitting business, you you have an idea what you think it's like. But my first experience was with our buddy Trey out in Wyoming, and those guys have like horses, and it's just a longer haul to get into that back country and then back out and all that, and hanging out with his guys that you know have just gone through like legitimate guide school and all that and i you know i think if i would have started doing it like right out of high school like some of these guys did like some of these guys are 19 you know and i i have straight told them i'm like i don't think i could do what you guys do because they are non-stop all the time from season from spring bear summer camps elk mule deer season all the way into mountain lion hunting non-stop those guys are up at like 3 a.m. saddling horses to be on the way to get to the trailhead in time and then another hour to three hour ride depending on where you're going on horseback in the dark and then back out and i'm like man being a hunting outfitter would be cool you know from whitetails to elk whatever and anything in between but man i think the amount of hustle and hours and everything and money put in, people just don't really realize what it actually takes. Yeah, I don't know what, Kurt, you might, I don't know if you experienced it or not, but when I was hanging around some Western guys. We got some friends in the business, you know, you know and uh, we're hanging around them, we're eating or whatever, and I'm like, man, I think I lost my man card around these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They tell me their stories like, yeah, I live 200 days on, on the mountain. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty tough. I had the same thing. I'm like, man, I was like, we're just, I'm a soft man compared to you guys. That's how you feel, you know, even though it's like necessarily might not be, but you get around them guys, you're like, man, I'm a wuss. Like I, I got, I got nothing. They are, they're animals. So it's funny. Yeah. You get like a reality check, you know, you go out there and hang out with them boys and you're like, man, I thought I was tough. I'm not tough. It's good for you though. Right. It's good for you to have that, like that reality check a little bit. go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You know, that's like you say working, you know, here I am. I weigh 165, 170 pounds, and I'm dragging 300-pound deer out of the woods. And everybody's looking at me like, how in the world do you do that? Yeah. That's that's my job. I'm prepared for that, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's what we do for our clients, you know. They all they got to do is squeeze the trigger when they come here. They have a great time. Squeeze the trigger on their bow or their crossbow, and we take care of everything else. We we do all the tracking and all the recovery and all that, you know. Uh, it is it's it's a job. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a nonstop. There ain't no hours to it. You can't put an hour limit on it. Yeah. Um, You'd be losing if you did that. Right. When we start deer season, we start processing deer from locals and our guys, you know, Uh, and then we do taxidermy. I mean, I just, I just finished my deer up right here. Um, Awesome, man. uh, So he can go to the show with us in Reno, but uh, you know, it's, it's a grind and 
anything we can do to to help out and pay it back, we do. Yeah, and they really enjoy it when I come down here because they get to make fun of me. Uh, so I'm trying to keep up with them and find where everything's at and stuff, and the, everybody really gets a kick out of that at my expense. But <laughs> we, we just try not to let him cook. Yeah, he oh, yeah. want me to cook. No, not allowed I'll to. Take care of that. That's awesome. Well, that, that's what it's about in hunting camp is, you know, giving each other crap and kind of cutting up and stuff. So that that is cool, man, that you guys are willing, you know, to put in the hard work. And then you guys are you're donating time. You're donating a lot of hard work and the deer and, and everything for someone that's going to win this hunt. And I just think it's awesome all around. It's um, it makes I, this is a weird way to put it, I think. But it's something I wish we could do more often. But here we we don't really have like the spots or the connections to do it here locally. So it's great that guys like you reach out and want to uh, donate a hunt, donate items, whatever. We have people all the time and stuff we're working on. Some of it takes time. Uh, we do try to do our veteran shout outs every episode on the regular WCB episodes, and we have people all the time. Hey, can I got this product? Can we donate this for the next three veteran shout outs? And that stuff comes in cycles and stuff. But anytime it comes around, we can make it happen. We try to do that. So, um, you know, and, and we do have actually, it should be launched by the time this launches. We do have a firearm, military, police related podcast coming out underneath the WCB umbrella, which I'll fill you guys in because um, episodes should be launching any day. So, um, and the host of that series that's hosting it for us, his name is Jacob Johnson. He's an Army veteran. And uh, so we're going to try and do some cool stuff for veterans through that series as well. So um, we try to get back, man. That's cool. Yes, sir. I didn't mean to rub that. That's what we I contacted you was the veteran shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much emphasis you put on that? So that's like what caught, caused uh, started our connection. You know. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's a little thing we do. Like we're just reading, right? You know, it's nothing to us. It's like a very little piece of what we can do. And we try to get them on every episode. They don't happen every episode because layout and stuff. But we're doing our best. But you know, it's. You know, because of veterans and people that serve our country, we're allowed to say dumb stuff on the internet every week and BS with our boys. And without it, it might be in Russian or some other language. So we're we're extra thankful. Well, hell, he wouldn't be even be able to do it if it was in Russian. So we're thankful for it. Maybe that's a bad way to look at it, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, one veteran shout out. I, I, I did one for uh, Stephen McCauley, and I just blasted him the whole time and made fun of him for uh, eating Christmas cakes. And then the uh, some of the senior leaders still make fun of him to this day. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. Come to work, he always has people dropping him off Christmas cakes in his office and stuff. You know, so you get a good kick out of that. Those are my that's favorite it. veteran shout outs. Like when it's you can tell they're buddies that have spent that have spent a lot of like hunting camps or just time in the military together because it's yes it's a shout out but they're taking opportunity of the shout out to just make fun of their buddy the whole time that's a good friend honestly it sounds backwards but anybody that knows knows that's a good buddy you know like uh any military people will tell you you know when they go through hard times laughter uh, helps you through it you know mm-hmm. so that's that's definitely what, something we hang on to and uh, enjoy it so how long have you guys both been hunting and stuff to, like, to get into this? Like, when did you start? Uh, Changing the subject really hard I'd, on you guys. I'd say about the time I could say deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I started, you know, with, with my grandparents, my dad, you know, they're all big hunters and everything. So I started when I could walk. And uh, I started bow hunting when I was 19. I'm 45 now. And I've had a pretty ses- successful bow hunting careers you know as far as for myself i don't brag to nobody that but 
I'm, I'm a pretty good deer hunter and mm-hmm. I put people on deer. But, uh, when I started bow hunting, I just, I quit gun hunting and everything. I just fell in love with it, you know, but, uh, what really got me into this industry, it wasn't only just that I love to hunt. It's seeing Mark and, and all them jury boys when they first come out on their VHS tapes, you know, I, I had to have them. I was just a, a you know, a kid, mm-hmm. a teenager, you know? And I, I said, man, I just, I'd love to have something to do with this industry, whether it be hunting for a living like the jury boys or, you know, doing what I'm doing, outfitting, you know, I get, I get just as much pride and enjoyment out of watching these guys and girls come in here and kill the biggest deer of their life or seeing the biggest deer of their life. You know, they, some, some people haven't seen a deer over a hundred inches and they've hunted their whole life. And they come out here and they see a, a, a big old monster, like one of these come and walking at them, you know? <laughs> And it's just the the fulfillment of joy that we get from those guys hunting. You know, uh, my favorite thing is taking the kids hunting. Oh man, yeah. You know, I, I had a I had a young gentleman come in here this year. He's from California. He's never killed a white-tailed deer. And I told him, uh, he goes, "Well, I want to shoot a buck." And I said, "Well, we got two deer tags." I said, "Why don't we make sure we put some meat in your freezer mm-hmm. and we shoot us a big doe?" I said, "We've got a bunch of does out here, and uh, we need to take a few out." So he said, "Yeah, I'm good." So I took him out in the blind. We sat in the blind laughing. He can't, you know, you know, kids, I can't yeah. sit still. Yeah. And his dad sitting in the blind with us and he goes, don't move. There she is. And we looked over and there was nine of them standing in the food plot with us <laughs> at about 40 yards. And he just loses it. <laughs> he's, he's shaking, can't get the gun. I'm having to hold the gun for him and everything. And uh, that right there is why I do what we do here, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, we've set a path for these kids. And if we can't teach them how to do it right, then we're going to lose what it's all about. For sure. Um, so he killed his doe the next afternoon. I take him out, him and his dad. And I, I had to come back and cook supper for the rest of the guys. And I get a phone call at about 5 o'clock. He, he's he's done. <laughs> I said, he, I said he's done, huh? He said, yeah, he got him a buck. So awesome. we went out there. Sure enough, he killed his first buck ever. A really nice eight point, you know, for for any kid's first buck, it's a great deer. But uh, I, I just can't put the stipulations on a kid like I can an adult. Of course, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I like to let them enjoy hunting. Yeah, right. just like my parents and grandparents did. <laughs> Yeah, you got you, you got to do that. Like we've had that conversation a lot on the podcast. It's like getting your kids in because we're all starting to have kids and everything. And you know, I have a three year old, a three and a half year old, and one and a half year old. And it's like, you know, legitimately, it's funny you said since you could say deer. My son's first word, not kidding, is deer. And my wife's always like, it's like it's in his genetic because they haven't. You know, he's so young. I can't. You can only like you know they're just around it, right? So, but yeah, it's like we've we've had that debate of like. Not really a debate, but just healthy conversation of when to start taking your kids out because you don't want to ruin it for them by having them be too bored right away. And then, you know, when can they handle like the pressure of like shooting an animal and then going from there? So um, it's a conversation I think our crew is going to have more and more as our kids get older and and and, you know, things like that. So um, that might bore some people to death that don't have kids, but people who do have young kids are going to understand where we're coming from from that. So. I am looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun thing to see and get them into it. So I can imagine you guys seeing it even more is, is even more rewarding as part of your job. So, um, 
So when I started hunting, you know, I was very fortunate for my dad, uh, probably the age of seven or eight. And, you know, my dad is, is uh, my best friend in the world, you know, and uh, he's a godly man. And, like, I can't even carry his sandals, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but he, every Saturday I was either hunting or fishing, you know, church on Sundays. And so he, he get, he's created that love for the outdoors with, with me at that early age. Uh, and then I grew up, you know, have kids and, and carry on the tradition. Now, unlike Charles, I'm not a I'm not a big buck killer. I'm a big buck misser, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I I, I, uh, I I fill the freezer up and I kill deer every year and all that. But uh, we actually met, what was that, 20 years ago? Oh, at least. Yeah, man, I'm getting old. But uh, my son was just a baby. Yeah, yeah, son, yeah. son, he was a little baby. And we met at our archery range uh, oh. shooting, and then uh, and we developed that friendship. And then you know, over the years. Uh, you know, I get all these calls. Somebody shoots a deer. I get a lot of phone calls. You know, people ask me what to do and whatever. But when I shoot a deer, I got I call my dad number one, and then I call Charles. Mm-hmm. He makes fun of me and then tells me what to do. You know, <laughs> so that's our relationship. So it made sense. Uh, you know, and one day we'll share our story. You know, maybe the business side of it. But bringing him in with this business has been very good. And he shares the same passion for the veterans, like we talked about, and the, that carrying on those hunting traditions for the youth. And I got my son James. He's eight years old, and this was his first year to actually uh hunt pull the trigger by himself uh you know and i started him out feeding the feeders up you know when they're little uh taking them turkey hunting and it was just so much fun and then Mm -hmm. uh this year he killed a doe uh no sorry a four point eight point in arkansas and just so much fun spending that one-on-one time with your son you know because we can't let him grow up to be democrats so we got (laughs) to keep that tradition going (laughs) right i didn't say hey neither did i um (laughs) But yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. That's awesome, man. I, I like hearing all that. It's funny, like you said, you guys met at an archery range. It's like all my best friends, really, like adult best friends. It's like I met them through hunting, through the podcast. It, it was all a hunting connection or archery connection, you know? And it's just like, I don't know. It's yes, you share common interests, but I just, uh, I believe that just good people hunt and fish and are into archery and, and outdoor activities. It's just the best people in the world are into that stuff. I drive my wife crazy because if we're going in a group with somebody or anywhere, I just kind of analyze that room. I'm like, okay, do you hunt? No. Okay. You hunt? Oh, let's talk, you know, and, but not that I don't like those people, but I'm going to gravitate to the people that hunt. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You get drug into like a work Christmas party or a new year's party. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm you know, it's always my wife's, parties you know like Chris, you know work parties and it's changed now with their new job for the better but um yeah you still like looking around i'm like ah there's one person in here that has anything in common with me and then you know it's like you know it's like i'll I'll talk to them but most of them are like leaning on the anti-hunter side of things you can kind of tell and then like the questions are always just to me throughout the night are always just like so blanketed generic like have you ever killed a bear? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, you don't, you don't hunt or fish. You like, oh, or what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, what are you into? I don't know. Yeah, that's us being biased, right, and kind of joking around. But yeah, looking <laughs> yeah, around at sure. everybody, sure. I'm like, really yeah, man, I, I had to drink more beer to hang out with those people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's me, though. That's just me. Well, fellas, I, I really appreciate you guys jumping on and kind of sharing a little bit about you guys and the business and stuff. I, I do want to get you guys in the studio one of these days and hang out with you and get to know you guys a little better. But I do really appreciate it. And everybody else from WCB really appreciates you guys doing this and giving away these hunts. Um, it truly 
it's free, man. All the details are in that link in the description. Um, enter it, share it with your buddies, and uh, you guys are going to go through and randomly pick someone. What what other information, if they do win, you need a, a few other pieces of information for them to basically confirm it's yes. legit? That's a good question. So when I call them, um, I'll talk to them. I need to make sure you have DD-214 just to prove you're a veteran. Um, and if, you need, if you've been out for a long time, I can help you get that. No, no problem there. Um, and then we'll call you in April of 23 to get you a preference point. So we'll call you. We'll set up your account with uh, Kansas and all that and help you go through that process. And then 24, that next April, we'll go ahead and put in your license. It's $550, but we're going to cover that cost. Uh, and then you'll be you'll be good to go. So um, this year we had 100% on everybody with one point, and, um, and we had some, a lot, quite a few that didn't have a point. So mm-hmm. we should. That's the reason we pushed it for for 24 uh, for this one. So we ensure that they know exactly when they're going, and we'll put them on the dates. And uh, our website, you can check us out at dirtnapoutdoorsllc.com, uh, and then we got our Instagram and Facebook on there. You can click on and all that stuff. But cool. And I'll put that in the also in the episode description, and it'll be when you go to the um, the entry page through Working Class Bowhunter, all your guys' info will be on there too. So if they can't find it, it's their fault <laughs> because we're laying it out <laughs> for you guys. Um, that would be me. I'm not the computer guy. You know, you, you get me in the woods, I'm good. But on the computer, yeah. Here's the thing. We want our guides and outfitters to not be so great on the computers and better at the hunting. Our buddy Trey's the same way. Like he's just like he's always in the mountains. And really, I want a guy if I'm going hunting with him that's always in the mountains if I'm going hunting in the mountains. So uh it's excusable. So no worries. <laughs> <laughs> but anything you guys want to close with, feel free to any shout outs, anything like that, man. The floor is your guys. Uh, I'll say one thing: the hunter box system. That I, I've got I got this shirt. I'm gonna take my shirt off because it's got your antler on it. That little box deal is awesome. I've been doing it since it started because you know I'm old redneck. I don't never buy clothes unless my wife makes me buy it. So yeah, you know that yeah. little box every month. I'm like, oh, I got another T-shirt because they're either gonna say the National Guard that I got for free, or they're gonna say something with hunting. So I I really enjoyed that little hunt box deal you guys got going on. Um, but now I appreciate it, Kurt, for the opportunity. Uh, and you of did me to do this you know because uh i was not wanting to advertise or say look to see what, what we're doing um but with this face i definitely don't want to you know i was like are you gonna zoom for this uh, <laughs> no but yeah, I, I really do appreciate it uh, the opportunity to do this and uh you guys are awesome to, i've been listening to you for several years uh even when you had old steve on there back in the day so i uh, really enjoyed it over the years so thanks for what you do and supporting the veterans uh and helping us do this number one helping us get the right get the right people out there to put in for this because without this I, I, without you your help i couldn't do this so i really appreciate it yeah yeah y'all helped us out greatly with the first one and everything because we were we were trying to figure out how in the world are we going to get this known and out and you know we can't pick it like like paul said he's in the military he, you know he's got so many military friends that that, that just ain't going to work for us so you know if they put in their entries and everything we don't know who they are you know, it's just a thank you for what you've done for us. And uh, I, I would love to give every one of them a free hunt, but it just don't work that way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if you want a shout out from anything and a closing statement for me, thank all of our military personnel here, gone. You're not forgotten. You're very loved and very well thanked. Uh, I wish everybody in this country would stand up, you know, for the military and stop all this stuff. We need to get together. Instead of being divided, uh, we're all Americans. So uh, God bless them. We thank you. And uh, 
Can't wait to have you here in 24. I love it, guys. You guys are awesome. Much appreciated. And also, I'll tell Devin, Devin Leonard runs the box. He actually just called me, so he's calling to bother me. But uh, Devin's done a killer job with that box. Um, so check out Hunter's Box Club. But, no, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, this has been fun. I'm looking forward to getting to know you guys even better and give more hunts away in the future to our veterans. And shout out, like you said, to all the veterans for letting me do what I do and our whole WCB crew uh, basically be internets, idiots on the internet every week because uh we're just having a good time and we can do it because of you guys so all right everybody thanks for tuning in click the link in the description you'll get all the info you need there stay calculated go shoot a giant we love you see you next week peace brave anglers search for the one they call king but who will take his throne Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.